Having a gay son is like Christmas every day because we always keep the Yuletide gay. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We're streaming live on our YouTube channel for all of our Patreon subscribers, where you can access that live stream uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber today, live, while we're doing our show, and for everyone else, the following week. Anyway, uh, we're excited to be back. My name is Tom, and I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host starting, well, with the only one in the, in the studio so far. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And, um... Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. boyfriend. She's not here yet. But anyway, we're back. Welcome to The Dish. This is our holiday uh, edition of The Dish because, you know, we are... It's the holidays. It's the holidays. That's right. We're coming up on Christmas. It is this upcoming weekend. Um, I'm excited. You're traveling. We're doing so many things. I know. Um. I'm not going to know what to do with myself. I'm off from karaoke for the next two weeks. That's great, though. Enjoy it. It is. It is. Because, as you know, when, uh-huh. was the la- when was the last time I took a day off from karaoke? Um, Hosting. It's been a while. It would only be like once a year and that when, when I used to go down to MAL. Oh, yeah. In January. Yeah. That's it. And the one time we went to uh, D.C. for the Pride Pride. March? I think, did you take off for St. Patrick's Day or something, maybe? No, I worked. Oh. Yeah, I've worked every St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but no, it'll be it'll be nice. So Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve both fell on Sundays this year. So the owner and I agreed that we were not going to be doing karaoke. Because the last time I did karaoke- but You were not supposed to announce it. Well, he doesn't know that. Mm. You know, you know him. Uh, I, well, I'm not doing it. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm going to talk about it. And um, no, the last time I decided to do karaoke on a New Year's Eve, some drunk asshole threw a microphone at me and I almost killed him. I feel like I remember this. Like he was this little short guy and he was done singing. And he just comes and he just goes wham and just tosses the microphone. And I caught it. And I grabbed that mic and as loud as I can right over the speakerphone, I said, you throw that mic at me one more time and you're out of here, buddy. And I MF'd him. And everybody was just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't miss that bar. Oh, but you know, here we are. Here we are. Um, If you're wondering where uh, Jay is, um, Jay was uh, celebrating his mother's birthday today. Uh, He was dropping her off, so he couldn't make it for the first half. But there is a possibility that he will be here and sit with us during the second half. So that's why he's not sitting with us right now. So, uh, Trish, you're right. How are you, darling? I'm good. I'm fine. I mean, this month has been insane at work. Good shows? Yeah, we had, oh, God, what did we start with? Chicago. That's awesome. Then we had the New Haven Ballet's Nutcracker. Then we had Christmas Carol this weekend. So, I have Christmas Carol on Friday, and then Saturday... And then at 7 a.m. on Sunday, I fly out. So I am dead to the world. She's going to be dead to the world arriving in Florida. No one's going to like really care because she's going to be in the sun. But guess what? What? Chicken butt. You know how we always talk about the hot tub? You're getting me. Uh Uh-huh. 
So my father finally put in a special like pump for the solar so that the hot tub is actually a hot tub. Oh. So I'm so excited because the first thing I'm going to do is grab a mimosa, uh, of course. walk my ass into the bedroom, change, and walk right out to the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the truth. And he arrives at 9 a.m. Yeah, something like, like yeah. 9.30. I'll and probably y- get to my parents' house around like uh, 10.30, 11. Yeah. Mimosa. Yeah. 10.30 in the morning and yeah. a hot tub. Yeah. Don't pass out in it, okay? That's Christmas. Yeah, I know. Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's well, it's a holiday tradition in my house. We always have mimosas on Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Bring me along. Bring me along. I, I want mimosas. No. Speaking of, um, so, so okay, so that's one of your traditions. You have mimosas on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. What else do you do with your family on Christmas Eve? Uh, we do the seven fishes. Oh, okay. Can you explain um, for those who don't know what the seven fishes are? Yeah, um, it's a... Italian tradition, um, and we basically cook and eat all day, um, and throughout the day there are different things. We have um, uh, we have calamari, like a salad. Usually, it's a cold salad, and then we have sidi finocchi, which is uh, pasta with sardines and a red sauce. Mm. And we have oh god, I'm gonna blank, but a bunch more. A lot more fish throughout the day. They're all fish. Mm -hmm. Are you a fan of fish? I so I don't like the sidey finocchi, but that's the only thing I don't really like. Don't let your parents hear that. Oh, they know. So it's basically it's sardines in a red sauce with breadcrumbs, and then you put it on top of pasta. And I just never liked it. Oh, so it's just like one of the things that I just don't eat. Yeah, my grandmother used to eat sardines like straight up. I was like, "Good for you, girl." No, thank you. Yeah, I was never a fan either. No. And then at midnight, we have frangelica and sausage. Because Fring- you, you can have fish, or you can have meat after midnight. Okay. So, so okay, so I thought maybe you did seven fishes because that's just the thing that Italians do. Is there a it's religious an, Yeah, it's an reason? Italian Catholic thing. So you're, you, not, you're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to eat meat until Christmas Day. Gotcha. Okay. Because... Of oh god, what was his name? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Last Supper or whatever. So they didn't eat meat; they had fish. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I like it. I mean, we all hang out, we eat a lot of food, and yeah, just enjoy one another. Honestly, like it's funny because over the years, you know, when you're a kid, everything is about the presents, you right. know, the gifts under the tree. And then as I've grown up, it's become more about the company and the food, right. which I really appreciate. So like now we don't really exchange gifts. I'll get something little for my parents, maybe something little for Amanda. She did get me something small. So we'll each have something to exchange, but it's about the food and the company. It's not about what did they get me? What, what should I get them? Right. You know what I mean? It's about you yeah, know, it makes being sense. together. It makes sense. And it's, it's the same for us. Like, you know, like, I always say to my mother, please don't spend your money on me. I have more than I need, and I don't need anything else. And then she's like, but you're going to spend your money on me. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, um, no, but but same for us. You know, mom likes to cook like she's cooking for, a, you know, a, a football team. Um, well, you and your brothers are kind of. I hate you. A formidable force. Yes, we are. We can eat. We can pound down. Uh, so, you know, she always makes her, like, pernil 
or mm. what you guys would, would know as as like a pork shoulder. Um, she makes her rice, which I know you love. Oh, and so um, I love her pernil too. Oh, she does everything she does is good. I know. And I don't know what it is. She cooks with her feet, I think, is what it is. Yeah, like when she met me, I was a skinny twink. She was like, that's not going to work. Yeah, she's like, no, you got to look like my boys. <laughs> it's not funny. It's hurtful. Oh, but it's it's fun. And so we get together, and then, you know, we'll we'll play games. And, um, and then, of course, my mother's a bingo addict, so we'll play bingo at her house. And uh, and then she whips out the karaoke machine. And if she's drinking, that's my got to go, mother, because she's got two volumes. She can be sweet. And hey, how are you? And super loud. There's no in between with her. Yeah. And so and then I I, I was like, all right, I'm starting to get a headache and I got to go. And then I just scoot out. Yeah, I was actually really sad. So yesterday we had our company Christmas party. Mm -hmm. Okay, And I couldn't go. Poor K. I had a board meeting. Okay. Oh, gotcha. And yeah. Okay. Love it. Um, and I was so sad because there was karaoke and Anthony sang and like everybody was singing. And they, who hosted the karaoke? I don't, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. It mm. was, it was at, um, Jazzy's cabaret. Oh yes. Yes. I know Jazzy's. I used to do karaoke at Jazzy's. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, they looked like they had such a good time. Yeah, no, and, Jazz is it's it's a very nice restaurant. The food is delicious. The people are great. I love the owners. Um, you know, Morgan is my favorite. The wife. Oh my god, she's she's I, life. Yeah, I don't I don't know them. She is life. Uh, but I did karaoke there for about uh, a good nine months. Was that on Wednesday nights? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. 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 Yep. It was. It was. It was there. And. Um, I don't know if we like paid for it as an add-on, right? Because I I I wasn't sure if they were doing it for the entire bar because right. I think we were in a private area. They so they have a lot of different areas, and that place is huge. It's humongous, yeah. and one of the the best things that I love it's 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 a fusion of like so food with contemporary like cuisine and like, uh, but it's black owned operated, yeah, and I fucking love it. They truly do really good business there. Um, the music is always, it, it's Jazzy's Cabaret. So you always get a very mixed fusion of jazz. They always have live bands there. They always have live artists coming in to do performances. They have a very decent small stage. And it lends itself to to having a really amazing dinner experience while watching somebody sing the blues or oh, cool. or jazz or whatever it is that they come on, you know, and they book. All right, for so that now time. I feel even worse that I can Yeah, go. you should have gotten. You totally would have loved it. The place is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And it's right in the heart of Nine Square. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on at the Pride Center. So, yeah, including a new space, right? Yeah. New, new space. Um, you know, Budgeting for the new year. A uh, lot of things happening. It's Everything's going well, but right. I mean, at this kind of point in the year, when it comes to nonprofits, we're waiting a lot on a lot of income because a lot of um, foundations and corporations start their new fiscal year January 1, right? right. So cash flow can get um, a little tight. You right. know, right now we're, we're, we're actually doing okay, but I'm like, we have all, all this money that's pledged to come in and I'm like, just fucking send it. You were waiting for it. Right. Yeah. So I was reading, I was watching the news and uh, they were announcing that, you know, because of all of these, 
um, you know, anti-Semitic threats that have been happening to a lot of different like oh. synagogues and mm-hmm. churches and et cetera, that there is a new fund available for organizations, nonprofit organizations for safety uh, measures yes. that they're giving out. Uh-huh. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because we were going to be applying for uh, funds through that um, fund, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, right? Um, But we decided actually not to apply because, you know, we're an entertainment venue. We've been talking about maybe doing like metal detectors or some something that could help us just in case, right? Because... With everything going on in the world and, you know, gun restrictions not being put in place, um, we have to protect our patrons. And so we've been talking a lot about it, but we decided not to actually apply for anything because of exactly what you're talking about. Because all of that money that's earmarked should and probably will go to those institutions that really need it and that are serving those populations that are under fire right now. But you guys need it too. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, think about it. We had a bomb threat. In 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 the original space. Oh, I'm talking about the Schubert. Oh, 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 no, no, no. I'm, yeah. t- I'm talking about the right. Pride Center. So the, for the Pride, Pride Center, Center is yeah. is in the process of applying for that. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm sorry. We were talking about two completely yeah, different entities. Gotcha. No, okay. no, but definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, you know, it is available, and it's, it's pretty crazy to see how, you know, things like, you know, especially around this time of year, to see how all of that is playing out, right? Like, you know, like, honestly, if the government would do their fucking job, mm. we wouldn't have to create a special fund for security. Right. Like, do your fucking job. Well, see, and, and here's the thing, that I think that nothing that we did here um, at home is what's driving this anti-Semitic... Mm. activity um to the exception of like for example we have this war going on right now right you have israel going off to hamas and you know the atrocities for better lack of uh, of term that are being committed against the um you know the, the palestinian people right now um in light of and and using hamas as a guise to to get you know to 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 make this happen is, is pretty disturbing, at least in my opinion. And because of that, you're starting to see a lot of people um, start attacking mm-hmm. Jewish institutions, synagogues, um, and other religious entities that, like, for example, are uh, giving space. We had, there was a news report, for example, and, and I can't remember in what state it was, where a synagogue received threats, bomb threats, that day, and it was supposed to be a day that they were having a, a mm-hmm. very significant um, service that needed to happen. And a fellow church that happens to be from a different denomination, a completely different religion, opened their doors to their people so that they could go ahead and use a space and have their services. Um, so it's good to see, you know, I, I myself am not a religious person, but it's good to see that there's camaraderie. Um, amongst uh, different, you know, houses of worship um, that come to to the aid of those that that feel threatened. And well, there's actually so the airport in New Haven, Tweed. Mm-hmm. There's a cemetery that is a Jewish cemetery um, that's located pretty close to the airport, and they were receiving bomb threats. And so there was a whole investigation. Because, not just because it was, like, happening, but it was also right next to an airport. Right. And it was just, like, 
this shit's got to stop. It's insane. And and it's crazy. And, and you know, it's, um, there's a lot of people that are very upset, rightfully so. I mean, the U.S. currently right now is axing, a- axing, asking Congress to appropriate funds to support Israel in their attempts to end the Hamas organization. But, you know, we need to make sure that for whatever reason, you know, if, the, if we are approving funds, let's say from Congress, and we're going to send these funds to Israel, that they're not using them to, um, you know, arbitrarily decide that, you know, we're just going to bombard an entire neighborhood, a uh, residential neighborhood um, full of young children, women, children, and citizens of Gaza that have no fault for what Hamas is doing because you think Hamas built tunnels and is hiding under these residential spaces. I think it's just horrible. Uh, it's listen, Israel, what happened in Israel is an atrocity, right? Terrorist acts were mm-hmm. committed. People were murdered. People were killed. It's still happening. And it's still happening, but how they're handling the whole situation in regards to the people that are living that have nowhere to go. You can't go anywhere. You know, Egypt won't accept them. The borders won't open. And it is very quite tragically a sad story what's happening in Palestine right now. Or at least in in this small region that people know as, you know, the Gaza Strip. And it breaks my heart every time I see the news, you know. Um, I just think that there's a better way to do it. Um, and I, I think Israel needs to be the better person in this situation and figure out a way to how to target Hamas specifically and not in the process of it end up, you know, killing so many people needlessly um, that are dying every day for no, for no reason at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't have enough background on what's going on over there to actually speak to it as well as I should be. Um, But what I do know is that NATO voted for a ceasefire. And I think, the United States was one of a few that voted no. Right. Vetoed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. The whole situation is crazy. And, you know, that's why we're seeing all these, you know, anti-Semitic attacks here at home and all of these threats and the need to create funds. And uh, it's just, it's not, it's not a good situation all around for anybody. <laughs> I can't. I just, mm. but anyway, if um, it's not drag Queens, something else. Yeah. Listen, one way or another. Um, that being said, um, I'd like to talk about gifts. <laughs> gifts, yeah. No. Gifts, gifts like under the tree. Or- under the tree or unexpected gifts that the universe gives you, like the one that Colorado just bestowed upon the American people by, <laughs> by officially declaring, um, based on a ruling from their uh, state Supreme Court, that Donald Dump, um, cannot be a candidate on their primary ballot. You know, it's going to um, get turned over. Yeah. And so, but you know, but, but the fact that they went there, that in itself is, is such a historic thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that you have a Supreme court of a state say that someone who is currently accused of, and for what we've seen with our very own eyes committed an insurrection against the constitution of the United States. Um, you find a court, a high court at a state um, that has deemed that he is not worthy of being on their ballot. Yeah. And, you know, for clarity, he's not. 
Oh, he's not. At all. Well, actually, so here's the thing. So the ruling says that he is banned from being on the um, on the primary ballot, but because they know that this was going to obviously be appealed to the Supreme Court of the United States, that they would, until that decision is decided, allow him to be on the ballot come January 5th, I think, is when they have to that's the deadline for them to file and make sure that the ballots get printed um it's a whole situation Uh, nonetheless you know it took one state to actually have the guts to follow through and say that you know based on on the 14th uh, section 3 of the 14th amendment you know um any high-ranking officer that commits an insurrection against the constitution of the united states shall not serve in high office um and they took that to the literal and ruled um, as such. And, uh, you know, we expect that obviously because of the appeal that it's going to end up at the Supreme Court, but it's interesting that we don't know how that's going to play out, right? Mm-hmm. How the Supreme Court is going to rule. We do know that we have a conservative majority in the Supreme Court, but the twist is that one of the justices on the U.S. Supreme Court, Neil, Neil Gorsuch, happened to also be a justice at the state Supreme Court for the state of Colorado before becoming a justice for the Supreme Court of the United States. And interestingly enough, he had a case that came before him in the state of Colorado and he ruled in that case. And he said then, and I quote, this is Neil Gorsuch saying, um, it was uh, the case, I believe Colorado versus Hassan saying that um, it is a state's legitimate interest in protecting the integrity and practical functionings of the political process that permits it to exclude from the ballots candidates who are constitutionally prohibited from assuming office um, and he, which he stated in that opinion. Uh, this is Neil Gorsuch while he was uh, uh, a judge at the Supreme Court in the state of Colorado, right? So he's saying that the state has the right to remove him. Right. Well, that's well. This was another another case didn't have anything to do with right, Donald right, Trump. Right. But at the time, he he stated in his um, in his majority opinion at the time uh, that the state had a right to remove an individual from a ballot. Right. Mm-hmm. And so interestingly enough, jumpstart to 2020, 2023 now, they're about to take this case. They have to make a ruling on it. And he's about to. Re- but we're sure they're taking the case. They're oh, they, gonna- they're going to have to. They have no choice now because you have at least 13 other states potentially doing the same thing. And Thank they God. need they need clarity on this. Right. Because they need to know if they can do this. And if Colorado is successful in having this being appealed to the Supreme Court and having the Supreme Court rule in their favor and allowing them to bar Donald Trump from the ballot, then that, in a sense, opens up the door for other states to do the same. Right. And where they believe that he constant he violated the Constitution by committing insurrection against the Constitution. But the reason why I bring Neil Gorsuch up is because. It so happens that he's now a justice at right. the Supreme Court. He ruled then, back then, in this manner, but he's going to be seeing and observing and trying this case mm-hmm. for an individual who appointed him to that seat that he now sits on, the Supreme Court. Yeah, no, I'm going to be um, beside myself if 
the Supreme Court rules to, you know, overturn Colorado's ruling, mainly because this is with all of the drag bans, the book mm-hmm. bans, the don't say gay bills, and all everything that's been modeled after Florida putting that into place in Texas and different states around the country where the Supreme court hasn't said anything to say, no, you can't fucking do this. It's going to be fucking pretty evident if they come back and they're like, Oh no, Colorado, you can't do this for the one fucking man for this one man. Right. Meanwhile, an entire community is being put down. Right. Right. But I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be for the one man, right? But, like, in this instance... Right. You have... For me, it's just going to be... It's the hypocrisy of it all, right? If you have a situation where... That was where, a big word. Yes, I know. If you have um, someone like Neil Gorsuch, for example, uh, who has already opined in this fashion in some other case at, the, at a state level, mm-hmm. protecting the rights of states... One thing we also have to keep in mind, too, is that states have so rights to control how they run their elections. Yeah. I mean, you remember before uh, gay marriage. Right. We we were so close before the actual. Um, Obergefell versus Hobbs yeah. ruling. Right. But they decided to let it percolate in the states more. Right. So there are certain things that are, you know, are are states have so power in, in administering how they process their elections and how they do that is solely left to the states. And so it, it would be hypocritical and hugely, um, you know, disappointing if someone who ruled in the past in this fashion now turns around and rules the complete opposite way and say that, no, we can't bar someone the problem who completes is, insurrection. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But the problem is with, you know, you look at Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. where the Supreme court said one thing mm-hmm. and then said something completely different and overturned it. Right. So I, I mean, like I have no faith, right? I, I want to have the faith. majority of it. Uh, let's right. say this. I have hope. Hope, hope is good, <laughs> but faith, hope, hope but, is good. but faith right. in, in the court right now, I don't have. Right? Yeah, no. It, and you know what? You're not alone. You not. There's a very large portion of Americans right now that don't have faith in this Supreme Court. But uh, this, this is going to be very telling. Okay. Um, once they take this up and they decide to rule in 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 favor of or against the ruling in the state of Colorado, it's a very, very telltale sign of what we actually have for a Supreme court. So you're right. There's a lot of people right now that don't have faith in our court, but nonetheless, you know, it was a very satisfying gift that Colorado gave us, even if for a brief moment, RBG is going to throw the world off its access. Access, because she's just rolling. Seriously, I think she's going to create her own little gravity thing. Yeah, right. She's like our molten core right now, spinning. (laughs) She's going to like develop. Like she might take away our moon. Mm. She's going to be like, "Fuck y'all, y'all don't deserve this shit." Mm -mm. I worked so hard. Goodbye, current. So hard, (laughs) and I almost made it. Goodbye, high tide. Goodbye, low tide. Goodbye, moon. Goodbye, everything. (laughs) Goodbye, Earth. Y'all don't deserve me. Yeah, (laughs) you're not kidding. But may she rest in peace. I know. Lord have mercy. But yes, thank you, Colorado, for that short-lived gift that you have given us uh, this week. And um, we'll see how it all plays out. So, 
Uh, 27 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know where Jaybird is, but um, if you'd like, I think we can maybe go to break and pray that he'll get in um, within the next five minutes before we come back. What do you feel? It's up to you. All right. Well, why don't we do that? We'll take a break and we will be right back. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back from the break. Um, we had an opportunity to go have a couple of shots and, you know, get refreshed on our refreshments. And uh, we've got all our poker players. We're ready to go. Look who's joined us for round two. Jay Bird, finally in the studio. I'm here. And uh, he's here. He's queer. Oh, wait, no, no, no. He's bi. He's bi. There it's you go. Technically so queer. Yeah, yeah okay. Queer-ish. Uh, anyway, so we are back, and um, we were having some conversations while we were on break, and um, I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about what's been going on, my little baby Fitz had a surgery on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have two dogs, Oliver and they Fitz. Know. And, and just in case they don't, <laughs> you never know. We might have an, uh, another you know, listener listening to the additional three that we have. I thought it was two. Well, now it's four. Wow. And yeah, we're making a big girl. Aww. And so, um, you know, my little baby Fitz, um, so I have Fitz and Oliver, um, needed to have surgery. Um, so when Fitz was a baby, he, I, I fell in love with him when I went to see him because he was the only one that had his tongue sticking out. Well, no, I feel like your soul's connected because, let's be honest, he's kind of the devil. <laughs> but he, he's so he is, but he's super needy with me too. Plus, when they put all the puppies down, he was the one that came to me, so that's why. He, yeah, I, he was like, he was like, oh, evil. Oh, yeah. I know that. <laughs> that 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 looks familiar. And I um, feel comfortable around him. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can make plans together. Yeah. <laughs> So I, so I thought that when I was seeing something on his lip, it was his tongue because you know since he was a baby, he's always you know, yep. on occasion had a little lazy tongue, and and then I went to give him a cookie and I noticed that it wasn't his tongue. It was, it was a, a mass that was growing on his gum line in the front, and I was like, oh, that doesn't look good. So I called the vet and I went in, and they, you know, put him down to sleep not down they put him to sleep and they took out a chunk of it to send for a biopsy and then removed the rest of it and and sewed him up and and got him all uh, all getting ready to go and gave me some doggy percocet and you know some antibiotics and so he's in heaven right now and um but <laughs> no yeah. he's not in heaven right now <laughs> He is. He's living his life. He's, He's living, living his best life. His best life. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is that, you know, so I have both dogs and every time I bring Ollie in, right, you know, you go on these little payment, you go on these little plans, like the doggy care plans in yeah. some of these vet places. And Ollie's fine. He goes in, he gets his yearly checkup, blah, blah, blah. I walk out. I never have to spend a dime on him. Anytime I go into the vet with it, it's a $500 affair doesn't matter what it is so the the care plan will include like you know oh x-rays and your yearly checkup and blood work and blah 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 but then oh yeah we've got to slice this off his ear has an infection we need to pump this in there and that's another 100 here's another 200 oh four pills that's 100 bucks and you're like what the fuck it's 500 every time i walk out of that place it is 
He's a $500 affair kind of dog. So I'm just letting you know. She's bougie. (laughs) She she is. is. But he's doing much better. And um, he's in good spirits. He um, bounced back up as soon as he came out of anesthesia. He was jumping around like he thought he owned the place. I was like, you do realize you're still under the influence, right? You're just going to fall off the couch at this point. He's like, Dad, you're always under the influence. Yeah, like all the time. And um, But, you know, he's doing great. He's doing great. So um, awesome. so that happened. Yeah. That that shook me for, for a moment there. Even though, so his blood work came back fine. His levels were great. Liver levels, you know, the whole nine yards, everything they check, you know, he was good. No heartworm, none of that. <laughs> Um, but we don't know what the results of this biopsy is going to be because they haven't told me yet. So biopsy, the and in my neck, the was my twin, my twin, with the tooth. You know they're coming out with number three, right? Yeah, I cannot wait to see it. I thought it came out already. No, did it? Did they fly to Greece? Yes, because the father passed away. I was talking to somebody today about. We're you talking know, about my my big fat Greek wedding, by, <laughs> by the way. way. Spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to somebody today about um, going to you know a family holiday meal when I was a kid versus now. Now everybody's got all these restrictions and dietary restrictions, and all I said was, "Well, in my house, it's oh, okay, great, you can have lamb." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you don't eat meat? Okay, I make okay. you lamb. I fucking love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, you know, and just seeing Joey Fatone from from In Sync in mm-hmm. it, you know, he did really good, and and all the dancing and the drinking, and and poor Ian Ian Miller. Ian Miller. Put some Windex on it. <laughs> and then on the wedding, um, you know, he goes like, "It's funny that you mentioned that, you know, because I had a pimple no, here that was, too." That- that was oh yeah the yeah, ending yeah. of, of yeah, yeah, the yeah. first movie and he and she goes like well what happened so he goes like i put some windex on it i thought that was so cute because he found it so weird at the beginning and the parents oh my god i know what is it is a bone cake a bone cake <laughs> and a they bunt. put a, they put a plant in the middle yeah. <laughs> anyway if, you, if you've never seen you know if you're one of these um new generation um gays and you have not seen my big fat greek wedding I encourage that you watch the first one. It's super funny. The second one was decent, um, but I'm looking forward to the third one because that whole cast is just hysterically yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. So so there's that. Jaybird. Alrighty, hey. We didn't get a chance to debrief you. Debrief How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, better now. No, All is well in the line of Everything's good, yeah. So reason I was late, today was mom's birthday, of course. Happy birthday, mother. Happy, happy. 81 happy, happy. years ago. Ho, ho, ho. You know, uh, she's blessed in many ways, I guess. Mm. Par- partially, I think, the uh, <laughs> Alzheimer's is somewhat of a blessing some days. How so? <laughs> because How so? the shit can hit the fan sometimes with the family. Oh. She just, you know, it gets crazy. And, and there's a lot going on right now. We had an uncle that passed, mm-hmm. um, which was her sister's husband. Mm. Um, and my mom grew up with them in Puerto Rico. But he wasn't a great uncle, <laughs> if yeah. you know, if you get right. the rift. Um, so secretly, a lot of people were like, thank God, kind of. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. That's Ooh. how bad of a that uncle That's that yeah. kind of a good uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. About time. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and some other harsh words were said. Mm. Uh, 
You know, my mom didn't catch any of that, which I'm happy for, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then when I'm bringing her back home, she's like, who are all those people there? Why were they there? <laughs> she spent all day with us. You know, it's... It's not uh, funny, it's, but it's, it, it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, but, no, it's not. but you know how they, they the saying, ignorance is bliss? Yeah, yeah. You know, I... Um, I got it. I, there's times that I, I appreciate, you know, the time we spend with her. But also the fact that she'll turn. My, I, my sister was with me. That's why I was yeah. running late because I had to drop her off as well. The and my, nerve. And my niece is in the backseat. She's like, who's that girl with us? <laughs> I was like, that's your granddaughter. <laughs> huh? Who, who she belongs to? Does she ever so, say that to you? Uh, no. To me, she never really. Huh. Well, she calls me all my other brother's names. Mm. But that's just the typical Hispanic household. You're not lying. So because my that, mother will call. It's also Italian. Yeah. yeah, they run through everybody. Everybody in the house. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, I got the right one. Yeah, yeah. Get out here. Sometimes she'd be like, "You, you, you, asshole, you." It happened there. Yeah. The other day, I was talking to. Um, do you ever like you know you're on the phone with somebody and it could be professional or friendly whatever and then you accidentally like hang up by saying something that you would say to your parents or yes. your friends like what like I love you yeah. oh. okay so, so that that happened to me the other day and <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm with a bunch of coworkers and I'm talking to another coworker and it happened and I just stopped and everybody's like did you just stroke out what happened I'm like. <laughs> I think he just said, I love you. <laughs> and they were all like, oh. It's one of those days. Yep. Uh, well, it happens, though. It happens. But that's yeah. like how I trick, you know, Steve to say it back to me. Every time I hang up, I'm like, I love you. And he's like, I love you. Fuck. <laughs> no, I, I had a moment with my boss today. So um, the manager of our group, you know, she's amazing. I love her. Um, she's super cool. She's Southern. She's from Georgia. She's got a gay son. And the reason why she left Georgia was for her son so that he could have uh, better opportunities and be around, you know, people that are like minded and, you know, sort of kind of mitigate um, his um, potential to be bullied in any way in yeah, but he's gonna miss those Georgia peaches. If you know, what I, mean. I know I'm gonna. Mean, I I would miss those Georgia peaches too. But anyway, so um, you know, we're, we I have been working all crazy hours, as you both know, and I think I've mentioned on the show. I'm currently in like a shitload of projects, and it's just been insane. I haven't had a day off in like 45 days. Just put it that way. I've been working straight through, seven days a week. Um, my bank account is not complaining, but I am. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm talking about the hot tub fund. So, <laughs> and um, so today we got an email from um another project manager saying, "Hey, I put a meeting on the calendar for uh, January fourth, and it's for blah 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 blah." So I screenshotted the email and I sent it to her and I said, "I cannot." Like, I can't involve myself in one more thing. I'm exhausted. And she goes, like, just decline it. We got this. So so I did. Okay. Um, so let's pause you for a moment. Just decline it. We got this. Don't worry about it. A month into the project. Tommy. <laughs> yeah. But wait, oh, I'm not done. That's so I said, I so I said after she says decline it, I said, like, like, listen, I cannot. She writes back and she goes, no, I write back to her. I was like, you know what? If this is going to continue to happen, I'm going to crawl under a rock and I'm just not going to come out. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to go back into the closet. 
And she, <laughs> when she just started laughing out loud, she goes like, please don't do that. You need to like stay where you are. Um, no, but I love her. I love her. So we're going to do drinks on Saturday. Mm. And um, no, it's been crazy at work. It yeah. really has. And you know, um, so much so that I'm working this Saturday and I'm working four hours on Sunday, which is Christmas Eve to get as much as I can done before I'm off for the rest of the week. And it's insane. And, you know, the project managers for the both the two different projects that, that are due shortly had the audacity to ask me if I wanted to work Saturday and Sunday at the end of my five days vacation. I was like, no, bitch, I will see are you, you on the second. Me? I was like, no. they asked me, did I really need my vacation? Can I just like, you know, carry it over to the new year? I was like, absolutely not. I'm using all of my PTO. All of it. Mike, you know, it makes me crazy. My coworker came up to me today and she was telling me like, you know, I think this is what I'm going to do for the holidays and whatnot. And um, I'm going to take the day after Christmas off, but I don't, I, you know, I don't think I'm going to put in for PTO. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Don't put in for PTO. And she's like, really? I was like, no, we have been working every weekend for the past four weeks. Take the fucking day. And, and the discussion. Like, you don't have to run that by me. Like, you think I'm going to be pissed? You get your job done. If you didn't get your job done, different story. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, it's, you know, here's what I have to say to, to a lot of people out there. Um, that PTO is part of your, your, your work schedule. Um, whether you're in management, you're a union employee, whatever it is, prioritize your health, prioritize your, your self-worth, and... Exercise the right to take your PTO. You've earned it. Don't let these management people, um, you know, guilt you, guilt you into not taking time that you've earned. American work guilt is so it's horrible. PTO and especially around the others because I will not not fucking be there. (laughs) (laughs) Let me let me tell you. That was my take on it when I booked my time and I found those two extra days. I was like, hey, by the way, I'm not going to be out starting Monday. I'm going to be out starting this Thursday because I've found extra hours. And they're like, you're not going to carry anything? I was like, no, that's what PTO's there for. Yeah. Prepare the others. Yeah. yeah. Let them know I'm not going to be here. Put them bitches on, on check because it's not going to happen. Absolutely. And, you know, like... I think that, um, so obviously, you know, I'm going to work Christmas Eve. I'm going to go to my house, to my mom's house. We're going to do all the food. We were talking about the seven fishes and Uh, things that we do on on New Year's Eve, uh, Christmas Eve. And then when I get home Monday and Tuesday, I'm just going to just veg, just pass out for two consecutive days and not think about the world. So funny because my dad literally just sent me a picture of the heater hooked up. I cannot. For the spa. So my parents have lived in this house for, God, since I was um, a sophomore in college. And every year. Louisville? Did I say right? Well, no, I was in college in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Um, But every year I'm like, Dad, (laughs) you had them build a pool. Mm -hmm. And in the pool, there's a spa. But there's no spa heater. He's like, well, during the day it gets hot. I'm like. But what about at night? Yeah, but like you want to sit in the spa at night. Do you have a Do you have a spare bedroom? I feel like I'm just gonna hop on a plane and come and down now, and see you. Not really, but we can sleep in the same bed. Your parents won't mind. They know we are not gonna do anything. <laughs> Carl, listen. but now he finally hooked up the. He got a thing and he hooked up the heater, and I'm just like, 
Finally. It's official. My mom was bitching. She's like, your father's rushing this whole process because he wants you to come down for Christmas. I'm like, well, I'm definitely coming down now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's so awesome. nice of him, though. Well, I've been bitching about it for years. Well, you finally see all that bitching pays off eventually. I know. know. Who said it doesn't? Hot tub. Hello. Hot tub. I got a hot tub. It's not in the right state, but. (laughs) She needs to get her own house for that shit. God. I I tried to convince her to like to buy the house next door and she just didn't. I couldn't afford it at the time. I know. I know. But we'll get there eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, we will. But I got to find the right place. It's got to be turnkey. I I'm not a handy homo like you. We know this. But if I'm your neighbor, you just have to just call me, Tom. Just bring the drill. But I'm also impatient. Tom, just bring it the drill. It needs to be turnkey. Maybe a project or two. Yeah. But, you know, it's like all you have to do is just wave a bottle of tequila. I mean, I'm in. That's true. I forget about the world. Like Flynn. Like Flynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So... And while I break things here, he'll just fix them at my place. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That uh, is true. Um, all right. So uh, I'm glad that we're all here. But I wanted to talk about something. Um, we talked about um, d- during the first half, the gift of Colorado giving us um, the banishment of the dump from their ballot um, and how that's going to end up at the Supreme Court and you know potentially be overturned. Um, the decision that was made at the um, High Court of Colorado in the High Court of the U.S. But now I want to talk about something a little bit closer to home here in the state of Connecticut. Um, some time ago, um, there was a decision made uh, in the state of Connecticut that would allow trans athletes to participate in sports, in school sports, um, in in whatever sport that coincided with whatever gender they identified with. So if you were a transgender uh, male to female, you could participate in female sports. And that caused quite a huge commotion in the state. There was a lot of lawsuits that were filed as a result of that. And, you know, a lot of litigation happened, things happened. And in the end, you know, the court ruled that they could. And the state of Connecticut was one of the few states that would allow transgender students to participate in sports in the gender in which they identified with. Well, an oak old court um, uh, decision. Um, The court has revised the Connecticut case challenging its policy, allowing trans girls to compete in girls' sports. Uh, A federal appeals court has revived a case brought to by four cisgender women in Connecticut over the state policy that allows transgender athletes to participate in sports based on their gender, gender identity. The second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Friday that the case should return to the district court for a consideration. Um, in the 48-page ruling, the court said that plaintiffs have the legal right, known as standing, needed to bring the suit and have uh, presented sufficient evidence to seek a monetary damages. In the lawsuit that which was originally filed in 2020 on behalf of Selena Soleil, Chelsea Mitchell, uh, Alana Smith, and Ashley Nicoletti, uh, who were the high school athletes, they claimed that in their lawsuit that the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference, the CIAC policy, was a violation of Title IX, which bars discrimination on the basics, basis of sex. 
In their suit, the runners said allowing transgender girls to participate in girls track and field is a violation of Title IX because it puts students who were born female at a disadvantage as they have fewer opportunities to win and receive public recognition than transgender female students. It's very interesting that four females <coughs> are saying that women, you know, females that are born female and now identify as male and compete in... No, the, the opposite. So transgender women who were originally born as males and then are now transgender women are participating in women's sports. And these four, these four individuals who happen to be cisgender women are suing because they're saying that they're at a disadvantage because essentially they're competing against what they believe to be men in a sense. And that because of that fact, they have that advantage. They have an advantage over them being females. Um, and for me, you know, when I first read about this, you know, three years ago, uh, it was disturbing in, in the sense because, you know, we're talking about school sports and we're talking about a time in, in one's life and where you're still trying to figure out, figure things out, right? No matter whether you're transgender, you're cisgender, you as an individual have a right to be who you want to be and do what you want to do. Um, and a transgender woman would not fare well participating and running against cisgender men, right? Correct. Nor do they, or, or yeah, should I mean, they be expected to use a bathroom which coincides with the sex in which they were born to, right? So you wouldn't say, for example, someone who is a transgender woman going to school in Connecticut should use a boy's bathroom because that's what they were born at birth with, right? They would still need to go to the woman's bathroom. Can you imagine, you know, walking a, a guy walking into a bathroom and finding a transgender woman there because unfortunately that's the bathroom that she has to use because that's what the school says you have to? That would be quite uh, an interesting um, interaction, right? Because this individual would walk in and, and for all intents and purposes would find a female in the men's room and be like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Um, and could be potentially an issue that, that causes, um, you know, harm to the person who's there, the transgender woman who's in that bathroom because she's forced to use that bathroom, um, would put her in a situation where her life could be in danger, right? Ooh. She could be bullied. She can be victimized for being in a bathroom, for being looked at differently. You know, teens can be very vicious. Mm -hmm. I We know this from from experience going to schools here and, you know, in, in whatever capacity we went to school in different areas of this country and, and even like in Puerto Rico for, for in my experience. Um, you can't count on youngsters to make the right decision or to have logical thought in situations like this. And so... Yeah. You also have to keep in mind that that in the collegiate sense, right? Mm. A lot of a lot of the he's using big words. A lot of the students that are competing in athletics in high school are looking for those opportunities to move into college, to a college career mm -hmm. with athletics. So I, I I kind of see where their argument comes in, mm -hmm. where they feel that they're at at a disadvantage, especially if they're looking as this is one of their main 
uh, ways of getting into a good into a good university or college. Yeah, with like scholarships. Yeah, scholarships yeah. And, right. and and you know, so I I kind of see where they're coming from with that, and it's 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 a catch twenty two. It's, it's a catch twenty two because you you want to provide that you know you want to provide that support um but i see as, as a female they're standing back and they're saying we're competing against a guy even though the person is going through their we're changes we're and, com- yeah but that's the way they see it I'm, I'm no just, and I, I yeah, yeah i agree with you i mean in you they're competing against um an individual who was born a man yeah a man yeah, yeah. So and, the, and unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the way I'm wording it is the way they're viewing it. You know what I mean? I'm right. not saying no. Yeah, I'm not doing it to be mean, but I'm trying not to say they, anything. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> it's tough. I, I, yeah. I'm trying not. It's tough, but I, um, I find that you know, I wanted to talk about the article to bring awareness of what's going on, right? Yeah. And especially because it's in our backyard. But we are not. Um, I'm not a member of the transgender community, so I can't speak for someone who is transgender aside from some of the the things that we've seen right some of the hardships like have somebody on we should we should have someone talk about um you know their experiences especially if there's someone that um you know that happens to be in sports um or had been in sports in school and and can really add uh significant value to this type of conversation but nonetheless is very troubling that we have you know four cisgender women attacking uh, the rights of other individuals that happen to still be transgender um, individuals that yeah. they're part of our community, mm-hmm. you know, that we have to support. There's also another layer. Like, so for example, you have <coughs> these four girls who are bringing this case to the court, but there are potentially a lot of schools and a lot of States where they could be accepted to prestigious schools with scholarships where a transgender individual wouldn't either feel comfortable or be accepted on to a team which they identify with. Yeah. Right. So both sides have disadvantages. Yeah, that's a catch. Right. Right. That's a catch. So so you know, like you said, you know, th- this school happens to allow you to do it, but you could, you know, potentially move to another state doesn't allow you to do that. And so But I would also too put it like if we're talking about school specific and scholarships, I would put the onus really on the recruiters too, right? Because um, if somebody openly identifies a certain way, I feel like, you know, you would be mindful. You should be mindful. Right. But you also have to remember yeah. that people are, are assholes. Or, yeah, are assholes. Right. And, and on top of that, there's always, they got to meet a quota. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and but so, but it's also worth noting too that, you know, the lawsuit that was brought by these four individuals um, the federal district court at the time, the judge had dismissed the case in April of 2021, saying that the girl's request to block the policy was moot because the two transgender athletes mentioned in the suit had graduated in 2020. And there um, and there was no indication that the plaintiffs would gain um, uh, would gain compete or would again compete against these transgender athletes in the state. Right. So I think they were just maybe. Either being bigoted or trying to put something in place so it wouldn't happen again. Right. And so they were using their experience as a means to try to block other transgender students from ever being able to do so. But it's like you're bringing a lawsuit and the people that, you know, that that 
that for you know got you to that point where you have to file a lawsuit against two students are no longer students. They graduated. They're gone. So I mean, if you were saying, "Hey, you're at a disadvantage," you still have now another two years or three years, whatever the case may be, depending on where you fall, mm-hmm. on whether you're a freshman, junior, senior. You know, so I missed a, a level there. Sophomore. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, there's still opportunity for you. Like them graduating really didn't take away that opportunity for you to like make yourself known as an athlete if that's what you were looking to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you are correct, right? Um, we need we need to invite someone to come on the show and really talk about the experience uh, from a trans perspective. Um, in my opinion, I feel that what these four tra- uh, cisgender women are doing is wrong because you know we're talking about brothers and sisters that belong to our community and we're fighting for our rights. We're fighting for our right to exist, our right to be in all spaces. And, um, you know, things like this. They're no longer athletes either. The girls, they're no longer athletes. So whatever the case may be. Hmm. So, yeah. Is this crazy? Yeah. There's something underlying there. Right. And so I, I feel that, you know, this, there could be some coaching, happening here uh, and where they're coaching these four individuals to be the face of a lawsuit that has uh, much more support from an underground group of people who are trying to push an agenda. That's what I believe. Um, Because if they're no longer there, what's your problem? Mm -hmm. Right. You wanted to show off that you were an athlete and you want to compete against people that you saw, you know, um, that you thought you had an advantage over you. They're gone. Mm-hmm. prove yourself well also i also think of it to this way it's you know on the flip side if there's a trans male competing with other males mm-hmm. technically in some cases they could potentially be at a disadvantage yeah right you know so it's like I, it's eh, it i would really <laughs> i would really i hate to say it should be a wash but i, I mean it's <laughs> But what I think, what it's ridiculous. What I would be interested to hear is like the perspective from both a male and female transgender athlete. And if somebody were to approach them with, well, now I'm at a disadvantage or now you're at a disadvantage. What, what do they say? What do they say? How do you, how do you handle that? How do you handle that? Uh, And then also like beyond handling it, it's like, for, for lack of better term, how do you make your case? Right. Because I think that whomever identifies however should be able to compete in whatever either. sport they want. Right. But like we've been saying, it is a double-edged sword. It's mm-hmm. a catch-22. And yeah. and some people will make the argument, yeah. you know, with women's rights. Yeah. As well. But you like know, also- You want equality this somewhat. I, falls but, into those mm-hmm. into that same right. category so but we also need <laughs> education and yeah. like the concept or terminology to then say well actually they're not at a disadvantage right. and this is why and you also have to think about too that you know for the most part members of the transgender community specifically uh male to female transgender individuals are are taking blockers right they're on hormone therapy their 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 physical their physiology is changing is changing completely yeah. you know yeah. their, their whole hormonal com- composition is that different that doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to be six foot 
I'm going to fly down this course and beat your ass. But, you know, so it, it, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to take into into account. And yeah. um, I think that we could have a much more well-informed conversation if we invite some people uh, to come and talk about their experiences. So I'm going to leave that up to you. Can, Obviously, can yeah, I've got, I'll do some bookings for the new and year. And while we're doing that, I want to take a moment to uh, recognize one of our biggest trans advocates in the state of Connecticut, I believe, to be um, celebrating a birthday today, Tony Furriello. Happy motherfucking birthday, darling. Hey, he's a twin. He's a twin? Yes, he is. Oh. I did not know that. Yes, and his brother also went through the transition. Stop it. They both did, yes. That is awesome. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, yeah. happy birthday to both of you. So, yeah, I always say, I always I love Tony, Tony though. Happy birthday, Tony, and also to your carbon copy, because I've never met his brother. So, So, you know, uh, Tony came into the studio and sat with us about three or four years ago. Yeah, I've heard. We had a very, very insightful conversation. Um, That is where I first learned the term dead name, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, that it wasn't cool to to ask people what their dead name was. Um, and, um, I learned so much. Mm -hmm. That's when I started at the bar asking individuals, like, what do you go by? Right. What's your name? I think it's important. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we have one of his books around here somewhere. Yeah. Right here. Oh my God. Everything fell. So artistic expressions of transgender youth by Tony Fariolo, CPC. Um, it's an amazing book. Let me just, um, bring this up close here. Um, it's a gorgeously um, he's done illustrated a few, book. He's done he's done some additional work actually. Yeah, he's in he's, the past few years he's done some really good stuff. Um, I really like Tony. He's he's amazing person. Yeah, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, do we know if he's doing anything? Um, he's still doing stuff at the at the Pride Center. Mm, I'm no, no. I think he, he's really more. I think Hartford area based. Yeah, yeah. yeah interestingly enough, um, that. Where were we? Um, oh my God, your friend. Is, is this name Tony too? We met him at the Bear Weekend. Oh, yes, Tony. Tony, Wait, um, yes. Uh, who also yeah. um, happened to, uh, had uh, at one point in time worked for um, True Colors. True Colors. Uh, we need to have him come and sit with us. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, um, is this the one? No, 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 not your no. Tony. Not that, not that Tony. Oh, so. Not that Tony. Uh, Tony, Tony. <laughs> let me tell you, this guy Tony. is uh, yeah. nothing but like a hunk of love. Um, he's a big bear. He's amazing. Oh, he's amazing. He's a big bear. We need to have him come sit with us. He listens to our show and he says that half the time he's like, he wants to come Please here come. and set the record straight because he disagrees with sometimes with I us, say. with everything we all say. And he wants to fight with well, us. Not all everything. With but words. Yeah, he's he's. he's He's caused some stuff, you know, like Hans does. Correction, it should be this. You right, know? right. And he's yeah. like, you were wrong about something, and I wanted to correct it. I was like, please do. You should call, have. Fucking call the show. There's yeah. a fucking phone number. 334 429 8255. No, but um, we have to have him come and sit with us. Yeah. Um, I had an opportunity to meet him when we went up to um, Connecticut, Mr. Connecticut Bear. Is yeah, that Mr. what it was? CT Bear, yeah. CT Bear. And uh, this was at the Shea S. in Hartford. Yeah. Um, it had been a while since I had seen a lot of faces in the Hartford area, um, but I had a very good time, and he was super chill. Um, uh, so we have to have him come on the show. I was doing Chicago, wasn't I? I don't know what you else. were doing. You were doing somebody. 
I don't know if it was in the city of Chicago or in some, <laughs> wherever you was, you were doing somebody. She is tired. Somebody was getting done. Mm, that's mm. all I've got to say about that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, ladies and gents, we've been rambling for an hour. So thank you for allowing us to uh, take space in your ear. Uh, but we do have to wrap it up. So I'm going to toss it over to my oh, bitch. Hold on. Hold on. Hold oh, on. you got stuff? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Well, all, right, all right. So we haven't Cameras had, right there. We haven't had. I don't fucking care about the fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had Dr. G on the show for a while. Um, he hopefully will be on next month. Um, as everybody knows, we, you know switch to monthly uh, from monthly to uh, every couple of months but we did get a christmas gift um we got a daddy hat which i'm 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 wearing for yep. you mm-hmm. what does the hat say i can't read take it easy take it easy <laughs> but 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 the meaning behind take it easy, easy. means don't ram it in motherfucker yeah oh damn <laughs> talk to your yeah, bottom so motherfucker talk yeah, to talk him talk to your bottom if yeah. he's saying ow Slow it down. Add more lube. (laughs) We got the bedside towel. Uh, I call it a cum rag. Go ahead. Nice. It is 100% a cum rag. I called Nick. I said, Nick, we got a gift. It was a hat, candle, and a cum rag. The perfect sex towel for pleasure and play. Keep this lightweight towel within reach of your bed or wherever you seek to play for cleanup anytime. I love it. All right. Handy All right. cleanup. And then for the handy homo. We got the bedside manner candle. That's the candle we talked about. Mm-hmm. Last, it last... smells so good. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. a rousing blend of citrus, clove, and cedar. And cedar. Oh my God. I love it. Smell that. So the it smells re- good. reason I bring uh, this up. Can I borrow up... that comrade? No. <laughs> <laughs> So the reason I bring this up is because um, while these are all really amazing, uh, sweet gifts um, that we received from Future Method and Dr. G's team, um, this is actually uh, born out of a new partnership that he started, which when we have him back on, we'll talk more about it. But basically, it's a partnership um, with a group called, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, I think it's CCUS. Um, sex Ed for Social Change, and it stands for Sexual Information and Education Council of the United States. So basically, Future Method has partnered with this organization. It's a nonprofit organization, and this nonprofit organization helps promote um, sex ed for not only heterosexual couples, but also provide education for individuals in the LGBTQ plus community, including um, safer anal practice sex, um, which is really amazing. But again, as it is the season of giving, you can go to futuremethod.com and purchase one, two, or all three of these items, and 20% of all the proceeds are going to this nonprofit, and they're going to help... um, inform and educate uh, educators around the country, institutions around the country to help with uh, more informed and more in-depth sex education for the LGBTQ plus community, which, as we know, is so super important because we grew up and we heard about how to put a condom on a banana. We heard about men and women having sex, and then they told you every one in ten persons were going to be gay that's pretty much all you got mm-hmm. we had no sex education and sex education is so important it helps with you know um sex health it helps with um 
STD prevention. It helps with just taking care of yourself and knowing like your body and how to actually like have proper safe sex. Safe sex is not just about wearing a condom because you have to protect your body because if you're doing things that could hurt your body, you can cause long-term problems. So mm-hmm. again, just check it out. We'll put the link on our post tonight. And again, we'll have him on our show um, to talk about these products and what they're going to support soon. Um, but I, it, it's a worth uh, while cause. So again, 20% of the proceeds are going to um, this amazing nonprofit organization. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. And I think I just put the... The website up there for yeah. Seekus. So I just wanted to share that with everybody before. Yeah, awesome. I, and I, I'm show. excited because you know I think I think it'll be something really good to uh, you know to have a conversation with Doctor G. We're looking forward. I miss his face. I really do. I think the great doctor is awesome. And um, but uh, yeah, our G spot needs some attention. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. My G spot is on point, Doctor G. I, I've I, I'm going through a transformation over here. Over her. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, <laughs> Trisha Yearwood, is it your turn? Uh, yeah, I guess. Should I give you love? Yeah. Yes. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's minute number one. Wrigley's Gum released a sweet lesbian ad. Then hundreds of people filed official complaints. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. Number two, mother in tears as she testifies that Ron DeSantis is ripping her family apart. Not surprised. Three, discard bans. Does anybody know about discard? Discard? No. It's a social media app, um, which I have no idea what it is. But Discard bans misgendering and dead naming in update to hateful conduct policy. Hateful conduct policy. Okay. And so Discard. Hmm. I don't know about Discard, but I know that there's a new um, a new social media, gay social media thing called Archer. Oh, yeah. I heard about it. Yeah pretty good but yeah good for them bravo was that that the website tony was gonna send us an invite for no that was something else i don't know we need we need to communicate with him be like sit with us yeah come come talk to us maybe in the new year yeah maybe when we come back the first episode of 2020 uh 2024 i can't believe i'm saying that i know 2024 time flies when you're on prozac around the block around the block all right jaybird Shit. Okay. Off me, to you. Let me do this best as I can because I left my glasses and I'm flying blind. All right. On this day in gay history brought to you by Gay Talk 2.0, two transgender rights activists attacked the year 20... No, 2008. 2008. 20 already. Where in Honduras. The activists were doing an HIV AIDS outreach work in... What? Tegucigalpa. Tegucigalpa. The attack is part of a string of slayings and other violent anti LGBT attacks in the late 2008 and 2009 in Honduras. Wow. Crazy. It's amazing to think that, you know, here we are. Not too long later, and we're still, you know, going through (laughs) some of the same old shit. All right, you don't want you don't have your glasses. You want me to keep going? I'll, I'll give it a try. You got see it. All right. I can do. Oh, I'm, she's I'm like, moving on to our announcements. I gotta I gotta do what I gotta do. I I came in late. Might as well do my job. <laughs> and he showed up with an opener. With an opener. Uh, <laughs> and it's a good one. We're gonna save it for a January episode. 
So if you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered <laughs> right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our listeners, can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. That's Send clean. Daddy some money. Yes. Next week we are going to be off, correct? That's right. Yeah. Because we're going to be celebrating. Celebrating. Well, I'm bringing mom to the casino. Uh, yeah, she and, wants uh, to go spend my money again. Yeah, we'll, 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 oh. And and I have to choose Wednesdays because so in order for it's my mother easiest. to be with her babies, with yeah. all her babies, because she's still consider us babies. We're like 50, forty and fifty year old babies. <laughs> um, my brother's off on Wednesdays from his job. And I'm off all week, so Wednesday's the de facto day that she can spend time with her two boys. So we all go and play bingo together. Oh, that's why it happens on Wednesday. So yeah, and then Nick is going to be away. So I mean, we we could have picked another day to do a show, but you're away. I'm at the casino. Jay Bird is probably look. They're not going to miss us. Yeah, I'll, no. I'll be out a week. Oh, mm. on Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, for my cousins. Basically, Jesus <laughs> supporting my cousins. Oh, supporting. Okay, supporting my cousins. Okay, just making so, sure. Yeah, that's well, basically. So that's basically what's happening. Yeah. That's why we're not having a show next week. Um, Everybody everywhere, right? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's it's been a busy busy week, and I know we're trying to cut this short, but uh, the twelfth was my daughter Roxanne's birthday. The sixteenth was my daughter Debbie's birthday, and today is my mom. So it's been a crazy. Well, happy birthday to all yeah. the, the whole family. The whole family. The whole family. It looks happy like birthday, the, Bob, all of them. Before <laughs> so. you get into that, because I know we're going to go jump right into um, landing the plane and and um, de- disembarking. Just say it. Um, I just want to take an opportunity. I know that Christmas is coming to say Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. And happy um, Hanukkah for everybody and, and, the past right. couple weeks. That's right. And uh, for all of you who... Um, are celebrating we wish you the best um warm wishes from all of us here on gay talk and to our beloved friends our friends hans mama kim and all of you other amazing people who have interacted or at one point or another sat with us um whether through video or on this um on this table here with us in our studio on the table on actually the table. you're not you're not far off yeah <laughs> yeah i know i've been yeah Ew, um, uh, on and under uh, and on under and over yeah thank you all just thank you <laughs> from the bottom of our hearts we just want to wish you a really amazing and healthy holiday season i'm getting all teary i don't know why but we love you so thank you trish all right everybody <laughs> thank you all right, everybody, get the Future Method and all other products today. All products are doctor-developed and can clean out without hurting your bum. Take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs and now increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum accessories today. Yas Queen, all Jay Bird. Right. Um, where am I? Hold on. <laughs> um, Where's your ring? Oh, my God. It's time to put a ring on it. My apologies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 
So our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher Radio. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom? It's your turn. Give it a try. All right, ladies and gents, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab located at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments, just topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. And you can also call us and leave us any messages, uh, excuse me, any questions. Questions, messages, corrections, anything you'd like to Anything you'd like to to leave us. You can slam me. I don't care. Yeah, you can do all of that stuff. Just leave it for us right on that voicemail. Our phone number is 334 Gay Talk, and uh, if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday, except next week. We'll be off um, at 6 p.m. on our YouTube channel for all of our Patreon subscribers. I want to thank you all for joining us on this amazing episode. Wishing you all happy holidays. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Happy holidays! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.